welcome witches welcome back to another episode of the still rooms grimoire i'm your host april equilin and um let's let's do a little bit of a check-in let's let's do a little bit of a recap so um we did not have an episode um last week last week was labor day and i decided i don't know if anybody saw the announcement that I put on our socials, but I decided that moving forward. Um, so starting, um, today with today's show, uh, that we're going to do an every other week kind of, kind of program. It'll just make it a lot easier. Um, it's, you know, I'm not going to lie. It gets, it gets a little hard putting something out every week, coming up with a, with a new topic every week. And it might, you know, if time allows, or if something special comes up, I might throw in an extra bonus, you know, episode during, during the month. But right now with things going on, getting ready to get into like the busy season for the shop, you know, we're into spooky season. We're coming into the holiday season soon. And I know definitely the month of, well, the end of this month and then next month with the shop's birthday and everything, it's just going to be a little bit, you know, a little bit hectic, a little bit busy. So I decided to, to start doing the shows bi-weekly and uh, see how it goes. And so, yeah, so, you know, a little bit, a little bit of me realizing that I need to honor my myself and give myself some time and, you know, practice a little bit about what I preach. So hopefully you guys, um, you know, understand and, you know, tune in when we have new shows and I will definitely be posting about them. And we have some interesting things coming about. I've got some interviews coming, um, up that, I uh, hope you guys find interesting, but yeah. So anyways, let's get into today's show. So you all know that, um, a week ago, weekish ago, um, I actually two weeks now, uh, my husband, Steve and I went to Key West, um, for our anniversary. We did a little anniversary weekend. We had never been down there. Um, ever lived in Florida for, let's see, what are we 28 years? Um, we've lived here, never been down to, to the keys or key West. So we decided to go down for, um, for a weekend and there, it, it was awesome. We had a great time, lots of interesting things down there, you know, definitely like a party atmosphere. We did all your, all your typical things. Um, but then we did some things that, you know, not everybody does. Like, of course I had to go see the cemetery there. I had to go, go check it out. Um, and that was, you know, pretty interesting. Obviously everything is, is above ground, kind of like how you would find like the cemeteries in new Orleans. Um, but, um, some interesting, you know, monuments there, like there was this one that was just this big conch shell. Um, and then there was this one that had this, this fairy on top. And one thing that I noticed that was really interesting is that not, not all of the, the sections had them. I think they were more like family plots, but they had these, they had these like awnings, like almost like, um, 
you know how people like some houses have carports so not a like a garage but they just have like like the roof and everything and then every everything else around it is open it was kind of like that um so a lot of the plots had these little like carport like roofs and everything over them um so i thought that was kind of interesting and then of course you know going around to cemeteries up here and then obviously any other cemetery we've gone to we've never we've never come across you know a huge iguana um just kind of chilling on a headstone so i thought that was kind of cool knew they were down there but um they get rather big um but they were yeah just just chilling there so that was that was interesting to see but one of the things that we did and our topic for today is we went to go see robert the doll and if any of you don't know the backstory of, of Robert the doll, definitely Google it. Um, I'm going to give you just kind of like the Cliff's Notes version of, of the backstory of, of Robert. And but this this doll has a lot, a lot of just going on with it and um, a lot of stories and such that go along with them. And there is actually a, uh, like a documentary. And I, I think I talked about it in the last, in the last episode, um, that we had that it's called the curse of Robert, the doll. I think it's on like max or Netflix or one of those streaming services anyways. Um, and it talks about, talks about its lore and everything and what happened, but it also talks about the people who have had things happen to them since visiting Robert. So a little, a little bit of, um, of a backstory about Robert. Like I said, I'm just going to give the Cliff's Notes version. He actually has his own, his own website, robertthedoll.org, where you can find out some information and find, you know, see pictures and everything. So Robert was a doll that was made by the Steiff company in, in Germany. So, you know, like the, the bears, um, like the teddy bears made by the same company. And he's about like 40 inches tall and he is stuffed. Cause like when you look at him, he obviously has some wear and tear to them. It just, it looks like he's stuffed with like, almost like wood chips. Um, and the stuff that he is, that's inside that he is stuffed with is wood wool known as Excelsior. And he is, he's dressed kind of interesting. He is dressed in a sailor suit. Um, and when he was, um, gifted to his owner, so his owner was, um, Robert Jean Otto. Um, now, you know, once he got Robert, um, he went by Jean because he gave, he gave Robert his first name. Um, so he was no longer being, you know, he would no longer let anybody call him Robert. Uh, the doll was now Robert and he went by Gene by his middle name. But when he got him, um, as a gift, he was in like this kind of like jester type, type costume. Um, and he had, he had like the features painted on him, like, you know, like a jester, like, like one of those, like, you know, Jack in the box kind of jesters. Um, he was given the, this sailor suit from, from Jean and, um, they just became just inseparable. They were like, like BFFs. Um, they were, 
you know, as, as Jean would put it, they were, they were best friends. So with this, with this doll, the, the family started noticing just all this weird, just weird stuff happening, just weird little things, things would break and things would happen, or they would hear Jean talking to somebody and they'd be like, you know, who are you talking to? And he's like, oh, I'm talking to Robert. And, you know, kids, young kids, especially we, you know, they all have imaginations. They have imaginary friends, but I guess, you know, Robert was just more than that to Jean. And a lot of things started, you know, happening. Things would get broken. Things would go missing or whatnot. Staff in, in the family home would see like Robert, the doll kind of moving around or he would move, um, you know, if he was sitting a certain way, he would, they would turn around and he'd be sitting another way. So just weird occurrences. And there was a lot of speculation and there's some lore and some legends that say that maybe voodoo played a part in it, um, or like some kind of curse or whatnot. Um, but the biggest thing that when things would happen, obviously, you know, you have a young, a young child in the house and accidents happen, you know, things get broken or whatnot. You're going to ask the child what happened. Did, did they do it? And the biggest thing that Jean would say would be, no, I didn't do it. You know, Robert did it. You know, everything was Robert did it. Robert did it. And, um, as, as Jean grew up, he became, you know, he became an artist, um, over the years, you know, the, the doll was packed in a trunk and kind of forgotten about Jean moved away, got married, you know, ultimately moved back into his, his childhood home and, um, found, you know, Robert again and started that connection all over again as an adult. Um, so there was just a lot of, just a lot of strange, strange behavior with, with Jean and a lot of strange behavior with, with the doll. And, um, Jean died in 1974. So he was an artist. He spent a lot of time up in a room up in the house, um, that had like a, like a bay type window and Robert would sit up there and you would local people would say, Oh yeah, we'd walk by there and we would see the doll move or, or interact or whatnot. And it was just, you know, kind of like, just like a creepy eerie feel. But after, after Jean's death, um, you know, tenants came into the house and everything or workers would be in the house doing stuff for the people who now owned it. And they would hear footsteps in, you know, in the room above them where Gene used to do his, his artwork and where Robert used to be. And, you know, like, um, workers that used to come in would say they would hear giggling. And when they would hear giggling, they would like turn around and see that the doll had moved across the room from where he was originally, um, you know, sat or whatnot. So there's, there's just a lot of stuff going on with the doll. And like, you can, you can go online and really look up the whole, the whole story about, um, about Robert to just learn more. And I, I would say watch that documentary because they, they do share a lot of information in there. Um, but one of the things that 
we made sure that we did when we were there was just kind of prepare ourselves before we saw before before we saw Robert. So actually what had happened that day kind of kind of interesting, kind of weird how a turn turn of events happen, how things just kind of work out, how things align. We really didn't have any plans when any set plans when we went to Key West. The only thing we had that we had to be at at a certain time was a dinner reservation on that Sunday night. Other than that, we were just getting up in the morning, going around and seeing what the day brought us. And we knew that either on that Saturday or on that Sunday, we were going to go see Robert. Well, that Saturday, we, we did the cemetery. We walked, you know, we walked everywhere and we ended up just kind of running out of time. The museum where Robert is, is only open until I think like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. So by the time we had a break in our day where we could go, we're just like, you know what, we're not going to have enough time. You know, we don't want to rush it. We didn't know how long it was going to take to see him. And we wanted to see the other parts of the museum as well. It's inside of a big fort. So we wanted to be able to take our time and enjoy it. And so we, we decided not to. So we decided we would go on Sunday. Well, as we were sitting at breakfast on, on Sunday, um, Steve had mentioned that, Hey, we need to go back to the cemetery. We missed something while we were there. And I completely forgot when we were there, but we actually missed Jean's grave. So we're like, all right, well, we'll go to the cemetery first. And then we'll, after the cemetery, we'll leave the cemetery and we'll go right over to see, to see Robert. So that was the plan. So we went over to the cemetery. We saw, um, Jean's grave spent a little time there, talked to him and said, Hey, we're going to go see Robert. You know, we, we can't wait to see him and, and meet him and so on. And we were just like, you know, if you have any messages that you need us to tell Robert, let us know. So we're like, you know, he, he misses Robert. So, all right, we're going to go there and let Robert know that Jean, that Jean misses him. So we get to the fort and, you know, in pure Mercury retrograde style, you know, their computer system is down. Um, and did I mention that again, yet again, I was traveling during another Mercury retrograde. I tend to always do that anyways. Um, so we, the lady just said, you know, there's only one way in and one way out. So we'll just get your payment on the way out, you know, no big deal. And we're like, all right. So we walked in and like I said, it's a fort. Um, so it is not just Robert in this space. It is, it is a fort that you can walk around in and there's artifacts in there and there's different rooms and they give you like this little piece of paper that has, um, information about all the cases that are in there and the different pieces that are in each, each location. So we went in and there really wasn't anybody in there. I think there was like maybe two or three more people in there and, we got up to where, um, to where Robert is. He is in his own space, um, kind of in the middle of this like big, long room that has like different sections to it. So he's kind of in the middle 
and you know they're playing like some interesting music it's almost like a kid's music box just kind of playing in the background and they have some some tv screens up there that has pictures like a slideshow and it shows pictures of people's letters that they have written and such and there he is and just in the middle of the room inside this like plexiglass case so if you watch the 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 documentary, um, or if you even just look up online, there are rules to follow when you go and visit Robert. And it is said that if you do not follow these rules that, you know, be prepared to have your life just completely fucked up. Um, so we made sure we made doubly, triply sure that we followed these rules. So rule number one is that when you enter, that you say hello to Robert and you introduce yourself. So that is exactly what we did. We walked in, we said hello, we introduced ourselves, said it was very nice to meet him. Um, rule number two is that you are not to touch the glass, the plexiglass that he is in. You are not to touch his case at all. So we made sure we didn't touch anything. I even made sure the the purse I was carrying was secure on my person and wasn't even going to bump into everything. I actually put my hands in my pocket because, you know, you're told not to touch stuff. And what do you immediately want to do? You want to touch stuff. So I just put my, I just put my hands in my pocket and we walked around and we were actually just, you know, kind of, we were talking to him and just saying, you know, telling him that we went to visit Jean before we saw him and that Jean says hello and that he misses him. And I was remarking how, how awesome he looked and how, you know, dapper he looked in his sailor uniform and that he looked so good because that's another thing, especially if you watch this documentary that the people who would make snide comments about his appearance or kind of mock him or say that he didn't look too great, you know, he took offense to. So we made sure that we were just kind of covering all of our bases. And then the third rule is before you take a picture of him, you need to ask permission. So we made sure that we asked permission and I took two pictures of him, just one from one side and one from another side. And that was it. I took some pictures of the, like the little plaques and everything in the back. And then in front of him was this big, um, antique, uh, funeral carriage, like a hearse, like a carriage, um, kind of reminds me of the one that's like out in front of haunted mansion. So I took a picture of that. Um, but we, you know, we asked his permission. We said, thank you for letting us take his picture. So again, we are covering all of our bases and we, you know, we walked around a little bit. We continued to talk to him and his little lion. He does carry a little lion and his little lion is named Leo. So we made sure that we talked to Leo as well. And then in the back, there's like this little, there's like a chalkboard so you can leave notes to him. So we said it was so such a, you know, such a pleasure to meet you and Leo. Thank you for letting us visit and take your picture. So we did that. And then the last rule for Robert is you need to say goodbye. You need to say goodbye to him. Um, so we did that. 
we said goodbye. We said, thank you again. It was so nice to visit with you and we hope to come back again, uh, sometime. So we left his space. We continued on through the fort and walked around, saw what we needed to see. And then we came back in. And when we came back in, we actually have to walk back through the room where Robert is. And so we spent some time in there again. We said hello again, because we were entering his space again. And, you know, we didn't take any pictures. I kept my hands in my pockets just to make sure I didn't touch anything. And we just walked around and looked at him and admired him and said, you know, again, thank you so much for the visit. We really enjoyed visiting with you um, and so on. And then it just so happens while we were in there, there was another gentleman who came in and he was holding a, a like a digital camera and yeah, he was just snapping pictures and I was like cringing inside and I was kind of like, yeah, I'm like, you know, you know, I guess some people don't know that they need to ask permission and it's all over the place. I mean, it really is all over the place to ask permission and so on. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what kind of things come up with that guy, but we made sure that we followed the rules and did what we needed to do before, before we left. So interesting thing about, about Robert is, and you'll see if you watch this documentary and there was stuff about it, um, on the, like the little slideshow and everything. And I know there's information about it on his website as well, but the people who visited him and didn't follow his rules and stuff started happening to them in their lives. It's kind of like, you know, like when people go, to certain places like, you know, Hawaii, they say, don't, don't pick up, don't take rocks, don't take anything, don't take whatever, because, you know, yeah, bad shit's going to happen. Well, you know, you don't follow Robert's rules, then, you know, bad shit's going to happen. And what happens is these people, this stuff happens to them and some it's mild and some it's, it's pretty, pretty mind blowing. Um, and they write apology letters to Robert. Um, so, you know, it's not like where you're at a place where you're actually taking something with you and you're returning it. Um, this is no, you are sending a handwritten apology to Robert and the staff read it to him. Um, and they, you know, he gets the apologies and then he gets to decide what happens. Um, if your torment stops or if you need to, you know, beg for forgiveness a little bit more. So, so yeah, so it's, that's all there and it's pretty interesting. And I, I do have to admit, you know, before we walked in there, I was a little low key kind of nervous a little bit because, you know, you hear all the stuff and I am a believer of, you know, energy and entities and whatnot can be attached to objects. I mean, I, I grew up and I still am like this. I still find myself like this. You know, I grew up when I was little, my, you know, stuffed animals, my dolls, they, I would feel bad. Like if I left them or, you know, I, they, I felt like they had feelings and, and, and so on. And, you know, just like I, like now, like I talk to my plants, like they're like, they're people. Um, so I really truly believe that 
these things can be inhabited by something. They have that energy and they can cause issues, especially if they are not respected in the way that they should be respected. So in Robert's case, you know, following all of his rules, you know, I get asked all the time about like my dolls in the shop and like all of our antique, you know, pictures and everything. And people ask me all the time, Oh, are the, is that stuff haunted? Um, you know, does anything ever happen? And I'm like, well, you know, probably they are, I'm sure they have energy attached to them because of how old they are and who might've had them beforehand, but I have given them a space and I have given them a home and I respect them. I talk to them, you know, I say hello. Every time I enter in the shop, I say goodbye to them every time I, I leave, and I, I respect them. And I think that when we do have stuff like that, and like in Robert, the doll's case, when you respect it, then you don't have to worry about, about that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, so I was a little low key, you know, a little low key nervous entering there, but you know, and it was kind of like, uh, Oh, there he is. And walking up towards him, it was kind of like, okay, you know, everything's good. Everything's cool. Be cool. Be cool. You know? And you know, I just made sure that we, we followed his rules and it was an interesting experience. You know, a lot of people are like, Oh, did you feel anything? You know, I could definitely sense some energy there. Um, but again, like I said, it was, it was nothing. I didn't feel like drained. I didn't feel like anything was bothering me. I felt like we were accepted and that we were respectful. And I, I really do think, and I know Steve thinks the same way is that because we visited Jean first, and then we came to Robert and we told Robert that Jean, that we visited Jean and Jean says, hello and everything. I, you know, you know, we made him happy. I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking we made him happy. Um, so, so yeah, but he is definitely a sight to be seen. He is really interesting. Um, you know, we've been back two weeks now. I haven't noticed anything outrageous. Um, I was thinking they do sell like, um, like stuff replicas of him. They're not like, obviously exactly like him. They're just like, like plushy, um, toys of him to bring to the shop. But I figured that would freak out my staff even more, um, because they already get freaked out by the dolls that I have, especially the two new ones that they call the terror twins. Um, they behave for me, but I guess sometimes they don't behave for them. I don't know. Maybe when they think mom's gone, they get upset. I don't know. Anyways, I didn't want to do that to them. So, um, so yeah, but I have, like I said, I have the two pictures of, of Robert that we asked permission for. And, uh, yeah, his, his space and everything, you know, obviously he's on display. They, they like to, you know, play things up a bit, but I do believe that he does have energy to him. Um, if you are in Key West and can go see him, great. Um, I know they do also have like an evening kind of like a VIP ghost tour where they go through the whole fort and it's like a whole ghost tour experience. Um, and they do do something in, in Robert's, um, location and, and everything. We didn't, we didn't do that. Cause we just wanted to, you know, we just wanted, we really just wanted to go see Robert. That was, that was what we wanted. And we, and 
I was glad that we had the time we did where we were in there by ourselves and we didn't have to deal with other people and other people's energy that we could just have our time. Um, so it was, it was good. And I think, I think the, I really do think the fact that we, that we saw Jean first and then we saw Robert that it, that it meant something. So, um, so yeah, but definitely, you know, look into his story. If you want to learn, learn more about him. Like I said, I didn't feel any, I didn't feel like anything bad or any weird energy while I was there. I could definitely tell there was some energy there, but it was nothing where I felt like I was being, um, drained or I was being like, like it was something bad. Like I didn't, I felt, I felt fine. You know, I, I know some people when they come across certain energies, they might get a headache or they might feel nauseous or they might feel dizzy or whatnot. But I, I actually felt fine. And I think with what we did and how we approached him and everything, I, I think, I think that helped. So, um, but I did make sure I, 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 I will, I will say that I did make sure that I did have my protections up. You know, I'm always wearing my, my pentacle. I, you know, sprayed myself with Florida water and I actually had my protection, um, bracelet that I make that I use when I travel. If you guys have heard me talk about it before and probably seen some pictures of it, um, that I wear on my wrist, I had that on me as well. So I had my protections and everything, but really ultimately following the rules is, is key. So if you get down there and can go see him, um, definitely do definitely do. Um, you know, the picture pictures are great, but seeing him and actually interacting with him is, is pretty cool. It's one thing you know, I checked it off my bucket list because, you know, he was, he was on there. I just never knew when I would be able to get down there and this anniversary was it. So, so yeah, so definitely, um, look into more information about him. Like I said, this is just the Cliff's notes version of him in my experience. And we actually really enjoyed it. Um, and we hope that when we go back, um, that we can maybe go and go and see him again. Maybe we'll do one of like the ghost tours or whatnot, but, um, but yeah, we really enjoyed it. So with that being said, um, let's look at this week's card of the week. So this week's card of the week is two of pentacles. So two of pentacles is, is that card about, about balance. So remember pentacles is that, is that earth energy. It's the stuff that keeps us grounded. It's the stuff that keeps us with a sense of safety, with a sense of community, it kind of makes us kind of stop and, and think a little bit, kind of get ourselves settled before we maybe act. And the, and the two of pentacles is very much about, you know, balance. And if you look at it, you know, it really is kind of like that balance of kind of the like watery side of us, our emotions and the earth side of us, you know, our grounding and our being stable and, and secure. And with this balance, this is like where we want to keep them equal. We want to keep them in, in harmony and allowing our, our physical self, our emotional self, our energetic self to come into balance. So, 
So we, we can nurture our goal. We can move forward on our journey and so on. So, you know, take the time this, you know, take the time this week to, to see how maybe you can bring a little bit more balance into your life. You know, balance for me is doing this podcast, you know, every other week now that helps keep me grounded. It helps keep me also just my emotions in check. So I'm not stressed out and everything. So see what you can do to bring some balance, um, this week and see how this card shows up for you during the week. Okay. So, yeah, so that's going to be it for, um, this week. So next episode. So again, remember we're going every other week. So this is going to be, um, at the, the end of the month, the last Monday in September, um, I am going to be interviewing an evidential psychic medium. Um, so she's actually, um, doing readings at, at the shop, her and her daughter are doing, um, psychic readings at the shop. Uh, so yeah, I'm, so I'm going to be sitting down with her and getting some information about her journey and her practice and, and so on, and kind of just kind of have a little mediumship 101 about what she does and how she helps people. So yeah, so, so tune in, tune in for that. That episode is going to be coming on the 25th of, of this month. So, yeah. So, um, again, thank you guys so much for joining me this week. I hope you learned a little bit about Robert the doll and I'll, um, I'll share some information on our socials about him. And don't forget, we have our awaken the witch Facebook group. It is a great little space to come hang out, ask questions, share some information, share some funny memes, and just be in a really safe space where you're not going to be judged for asking a question or, you know, needing some assistance with, with some things. Uh, we like to keep it very, very safe in there. And then again, we have uh, the shop socials as well as the podcast socials and Miss Raven, you know, she has her Instagram as well. So definitely give all of them a follow and we would love your five-star review on whatever platform you are listening on. Um, if it allows you to give reviews of the podcast, I would definitely appreciate that. And always, you know, sharing is caring. So we would love that as well. So thank you again for joining me this week. This has been a production of the still room music by Breakmaster Stillender. And, uh, yeah, we will see you next time. Take care, witches. Blessed be.